episode 87 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast Splatter Chatter, an unedited, unscripted chinwag about some of our favourite horror movies. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Good morning. Good morning. Dan, I did a, did a crazy impulsive thing this week. Uh, I was in a bookshop, as I don't frequent anymore because I spend a lot of money on books that end up in a pile. True. Um, and he had a lot of novelizations for horror films. You said they'd just come in. Uh, they had just come they in. They didn't even hit the shelf. No, they were kind of like off on the shelf just a little bit. And I essentially walked out with Halloween. So the original 1978 novelization of Halloween. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Ooh. I also got The Thing, Escape from New York, uh, The Fog and The Hunger and Poltergeist. Now, you, you you put a photo of these up on our Instagram. And I, I was did. like, oh, yeah, she got some books. But I didn't realise how important these books are because yeah. these are all actual first printings. They are. And so these are the books. These were came out around the time. These are the actual printing versions of them. Yes. So they obviously wouldn't have cost you nothing. No. They... They, uh, I'm eating beans for the next couple of weeks. And I, you actually are. I was astounded of how... I impulse bought like a motherfucker. And I'm generally real good with not impulse buying things. Um, but I... And we're talking hundreds of dollars for some of these yeah. books, aren't we? Each, yeah, we like, are. Each, each one of... Yeah. Each. Um, they are not cheap. Um, but they are amazing. They're in such good condition. And I, it was like... Someone just must have had them on their shelf and then just went, oh, I don't want these. And he, essentially, like, it was this one guy who'd brought them all in in, like, two lots and it was part of his collection. He'd purchased them back when they first came out and they'd been sitting on his shelf ever since. Probably never read them either. They are in like immaculate condition they do not look like they've been read poltergeist which was the cheapest of the lot that cost me eleven dollars that one had clearly been eleven dollars yeah clearly been loved and read and whatnot but this yeah it was it was like a grail find it was like gold mine i was so excited and i i even had to like ring my wife and be like hey i'm gonna do something impulsive she's like yeah that's fine yeah do it do it do it <laughs> Do Come it. on, do it, kill me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like that. That's great. Like that, that whole thing as well, like, I mean, that took those books, what, 30, 40 years to get that expensive. But even nowadays, like with some books, as soon as something goes out of print, yeah, it's just going up crazy. Like, as I was saying, I've been trying to, so I've been like getting deep into Hellraiser lore recently. Yeah. Just trying to get uh, consume as much as I can. And there's not heaps out there, which is cool. Because when you do get it, you're, like, excited about yeah. it and stuff like that. But, like, a lot of the Hellraiser lore is in the comics. And the comics are just, like... So they just released last year or something. They released, like, an omnibus of all, like, the... Uh, uh, kind of the more recent stuff, which is more uh, Clive Barker had to do with. So yeah. it's, it's counted as canon, basically. Um, big storylines. And the book came out and it came into the shop. And, like, you know, we got a couple of them and... Uh, I thought, oh, I'll get that. But then it sold out and I thought, I'll get it later. And it ne they never reprinted them. Yeah. And now you go on there and it's just like, you know, someone's like, oh, yeah, that's now like $2,000. At least you can buy it for. This is a book that's like six months old. Yeah. I just don't understand why these companies just don't reprint shit. Yeah, you know, it's like, so strange why they're not doing that, like, especially for like Because that. that isn't worth money because it's rare or it's, you know, it's stood the test of time and it still exists from, a, you know, it's just, it's it's basically market 
you know, just pushing that up because yeah. people were like, oh, I know no one else has got this. Therefore, I'm going to sell it for thousands of dollars. I'm like, yeah. Where you in back in the day, you could without the internet, you could have like tried that, but everyone would have laughed in your face. Like, yeah. But yeah, nowadays it's, it's just a thing, especially with all those dodgy auction houses. Like, uh, and it's getting harder shit. and harder for collectors to collect because people know. I mean, I don't want to say people know what they've got. People think they know. Well, it's, it, it's based not, on the internet and a, YouTube. But it's not even that because it's just the uh, the uh, the the what are they called? The graders. Yeah. These people are grading stuff. And then they're taking a cut. So it's in their interest to make the shit graded worth more. Yeah. Then the people who own the grading companies also own the auction houses. So it's in their interest to make it worth heaps of money because then when they get the cut of what they sell it for in the auction house. And there's multiple videos online at this like basically illegal practice that was going on. Went through the basketball card industry. has yeah. gone through the, like, the video game industry recently with like, like you know, shit to... And then these people are buying these things thinking it's worth like a million dollars, like yeah. the Mario Brothers stuff. And it says everyone's just got them in their fucking backyard, in their, you know. Yeah. I've got a copy of that here. Yeah. It's not worth a million. No. It might be a rarer version of it, but like it was ridiculous kind of thing. Anyhow, I, after my rant about the industry. Hey, look, we both have that rant frequently. Yeah. I am um, this week have a... I I finished the toll mm-hmm. Hellraiser the toll yes. which is not written by Clive Barker but it's still counted as like it's canon c- kind of canony vibe I, I reckon it's a very very it's a novella it's very short it's like a hundred pages that's good um, it follows like thirty years after Hell the Hellbound Heart no so what makes this book weird is it doesn't follow that the novel it follows the film yep. which is different the characters yes. are different. But then it leads into the prequel to the next Hellraiser novel. So it, like, goes from film back into the... Like, why didn't they just make it, like, after... Sure. Because, like, as it, the difference between a Hellbound Heart novel and the Hellraiser film is that Julia um, and Kirsty and uh, her or her father in the film, in the novel, they're just all the same age and they're friends. Yeah. And Kirsty used to go out with the character, which is her dad in the thing so it's a bit different kind of yep. thing and like you know um in the novel she murdered like uh, julia murders people with this little knife and in the in the in the movie she runs them with a ha- hammer and they mention the hammer in this book and all shit like that yep. and so it's set 30 years after hellbound uh, hellraiser and it's just about how you live and how she has to even though the cenobites let her go they still will get her if they can find her and yeah. how, how you live off the radar from a Cenobite. It's about that. Yeah, right. It's just about like, you know, just the weird things you have to do and that. And then, and it's it's just basically leading into like the Scarlet Gospels. It's just like sure. the first step that Pinhead's taking. He mentions like Harry Damore and all stuff like that and, and stuff. But yeah, great book, great little read. Like, you know, a couple of, just sit down a couple of times and you finish it. But like, if you love Hellraiser, it's a, it's a good little you know snippet into what happened before the scarlet gospels a little bit of it like yeah can't say anymore in case you want to read it yeah well i mean that sort of begs the question that if anyone has found a copy of the hellraiser omnibuses uh and they know where to get it relatively well priced let dan know Mm. also i've always wanting i used to own there's four of these books called the books of the damned yeah and i've i only own i've owned three of them and i've i've lost them 
Yeah. Oh, no. And I just have no idea. One day they might turn up at my parents' house or something like that on yeah. a bookshelf. But up to this point, I'm like, and the fourth one is what's worth the most, that one, because that was like a zero-run print. Yeah. You know, like, and it's just the best set of books. I love it so much. I want it so badly. It's a, it's basically just a, a dossier of uh, all the Hellraiser universe, kind of like as if it's real, as yeah. in what people have collected. That's amazing. To prove it. rubbings of the boxes, you know, you know, uh, explaining what all the bits on the bot on the um on the, on the fucking configuration mean and all that crap like that. Stuff about the engineer, which is like the dude who creates the Cenobites and yep. stuff like that. And then, you know, there's one. Uh, yeah, and I'm just searching for yeah. like it. I don't know. They should reprint that into an omnibus. That'd be rad. They really should. See, I don't want to. I don't want to go searching as such. So, like, I know that straight out. Like, if now that I've got these books in my collection, that's it. Do you it's, need more novels? It's opened a floodgate. I'm gonna need to get the rest because obviously I've got Halloween one and three. Now I need two. I've got Friday the Thirteenth three. Now I need the others. Would and, you settle for uh, any other prints? Oh, of course. Or you don't like, give a shit. It's not a problem. It's now part of collecting. I've got to finish this set, this collection. Anyway, how? But I don't want to just jump on eBay and pay money. like <laughs> Pay money? Yeah, money. I want to find them in the wild. Like I want to walk into a bookshop that I haven't walked into in like five years and go, what the fuck is that? And do that. What the fuck is that? You should yeah. know what it is. Well, no, I know, but... <laughs> like, holy fucking shit, dick balls. Yeah, which is pretty much what I did. I stood at the counter like, I need to calm this shit down. Um, Doesn't you know, how raise a book there? There's never Clive Barker. Do you know all of Clive Barker's stuff isn't in print, really? This is so strange because... So I like to go to the Port Adelaide uh, Fisherman Market. Oh, yeah, I love that place. We go there every every couple of Sundays um, and we walk around because we like to buy old books and stuff. Um, there's so much... Like, I picked up a really, like, a good first edition print of... Um, the Great and Secret Show? Yeah, for $9. Hardcover, $9. Nice, nice. Yeah, they're, they're not in print anymore. No. I mean, you can't... Well, they might be, but all the distributors that I've looked up doesn't don't really have them. Well, like I think it's because everything's just and you can't get them on e. If you can't get them on them eBay, out. I mean, if you can't get them on Book Depository or something like that, it means they're not around. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I'd just like to get some different versions and stuff like that. But anyhow, yeah. anyhow, what the bloody hell is this? Uh, well, we're not about? talking about novels today. No, uh, we're actually or... talking about. Day horror. What is day horror? Day horror. Well, we are conditioned from a very young age to fear the dark. We fear what lurks in the shadows. But some of the greatest horrors can also happen in broad daylight. Mm. Um, so today we're going to talk about f a few of our favorite daytime horror films. Now, so what constitutes daytime horror to me is I'm going to say if like 90... A majority. The, the vast majority of the film is set in the middle of the day. Like obviously some films delve into night scenes but the majority of this film happens yeah, like during the, the day. fear isn't from the darkness yeah nice 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 now do you want to kick us off or would you like me to i'll kick us off because i always have one more than you yeah you do yeah i don't know why i do that <laughs> you're an overachiever i know i know um so my first one that i've just plonked out there it was the first thing that sprung to mind of course is bad taste yep. 1987 Peter Jackson's one of his, you know, his earlier horror films, his horror, um, his horror fucking background that he has. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you've got like bloody brain dead and all stuff like that. Bad taste. We've done an episode on it. It's hilarious. It's mostly set in the day just because I think it was just easier for them to shoot in the day. Yeah. Well, you don't need much lighting then, do you? 
No, not at yeah. all. And um, yeah, probably didn't have any lighting. No. <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it, the scenes that are in indoors are really darkish because yeah. I think it's just because they had no lights. Couldn't afford it. But yeah, you know, you got bad taste. It's set on. It's set in New Zealand. Like first and foremost, first and foremost country that aliens invade, <laughs> and they turn first. So the first half of the film, they're like zombies mm-hmm. or idiot zombies, and yep. then um, uh, later on, it, it revealed that there are there are aliens disguised as people. It's so stupid <laughs> and so wicked and you so it. gory. Yeah, and the humor in it. Oh my god, Derek! Like Peter Jackson plays the character himself, Derek. Derek. Derek, and um. Yeah, it's like I've said it before. I've said it a thousand times. It's almost like Peter Jackson knows how funny the New Zealand accent is, yes. and he like he thrives on that. He like continually uh, just keeps saying lines that are hilariously funny. Yeah, but, I think Tyker's also the same. Like he knows. He yeah, knows, he understands that it's yeah. that when they deliver lines a certain way, people think it's hilarious. Yes, and uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, and and they're really in bad taste. The characters are really rough. They're supposed to work for the, a government ag- agency that protects the world and the moon. <laughs> Do you remember? It's like, and the moon. Yeah, and the moon. <laughs> like, and they say it like so dishevelled. Yeah, and the moon. And like, you know, you got, they're, they're all of these like, they're basically just dudes that would just be in a VB ad. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They, that's probably where they were heading to. And they're yeah. like, hey, do you guys also want to be in this film? Yeah, right. And then it's like, we're going to go kill these monsters. And one of them just goes, good one. <laughs> good one. <laughs> and just shit like that. And uh, love it. Love it so much. Um, I don't know much. But yeah, it, and I was going to say, the majority of it is set in the day uh, because they were not going for suspense or no. scared them. They were just going for like, uh, what's, I don't want to shoot at night. It's hard to see. Yeah, exactly. Got no, no lighting. No. Don't want to. That's that's waste, wasting budgetary money that could be used on practical effects. Which is, they went to the wazoo. Oh, they blew yes. up miniatures. They blew a sheep up with a rocket launcher. Because <laughs> it's New Zealand. There had to be a sheep. In they it. had plenty of sheep. Um, what you, well, there's not much more to say about Bad Chase. No, no. Okay, so the first film on my list is Midsommar from 2019, directed by Ari Aster. So this is an A24 film, and as we have established, that the A24 is the, the elevated horror, as they call it Ooh. nowadays. Um, so basically, um, you know... Oh, that was in Scream. Yes, it was. And yeah. she even mentioned, like, hereditary and shit. Yep. Elevated horror. Elevated the, the horror. Duke. The, um, oh, I was so stoked in Scream. I'm just going, cutting you off. No, that's fine. I was so stoked in like the new Scream film they mentioned Bubba Dude. That's a fucking South Australian film yeah, corporation film. I know. They fucking, like, you know, they did it. You know what I mean? Like, they did a low budget film that fucking the biggest horror films in the world are referencing as being wicked. Yep. <laughs> Good on you, SA. SA Man, great. They never jumped the shark in that film. They never did the big reveal. Making giving you a soft on, yeah. <laughs> like it was hard. It was erect dicks the whole way through that film. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, so yeah, Midsommar. It's a group of friends that travel to Sweden to study uh, this summer festival that happens every ninety years in some weird remote hometown. Um, but the whole thing at no point is shot during the nighttime, as I can recall. And this film is so. Well, I actually, right. I actually think this whole film's vibe was the exact quintessential thing of day horror. They were trying yes. to make a very bright, horror, horrific film set in 
a nice, bright, warm day. Yeah. They wanted you to fear the sun. Yeah, no, exactly. And because, like, there's just so much that sort of goes into this film as well um, that you don't necessarily... It's like it's not this intense, there's people dying and being dismembered all over the place. It's just that everything that is happening is not right. Everything is sort of... And it's all sort of closing in on them and it's just getting worse and worse. It's got massive Wicker Man vibes from it. That's the thing. Like, so yeah, there is massive Wicker Man vibes, which is also another horror film that it's is set primarily during the day. And yeah. you, you'll find that a lot of folk horror is set during the day. Folk horror. Folk horror. Is the witch in the day? No, there's bits. No, of there's in lots the of nighttime in the witch. But yeah, midsummer. Um, the word midsummer is that just like? Does that just mean summertime? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> like, like midsummer, like the middle of summer. Yeah, maybe. But um, I didn't like this film. Did you finish the film? Nah. Okay, where did you stop? Did where, you stop at the scene with the, the old people? Where them off of the... Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just like, oh, come on. But, like, I, the, the thing that stopped me, and it wasn't that. It wasn't the gore. Mm. I mean, it did feel like it was a bit forced on me. It was the total way that the main characters reacted in ways that were stupid, and I thought... I just thought none of it would have happened because no... They wouldn't have even been there mm. in the first place. Like it was just so stretching my like like belief structure that these people would at that point of their lives would even go there and the they would go together and do this. Yeah, I was like, well, and I, mean, I thought, oh, maybe like you know, it's going to explain and like that, and it just didn't. Re- I mean, I was like, I didn't finish it. I got three quarters of the way through and just like tapped out, but I it. Up until that point, it was enough for me to go like, I, I, I'm, I can't believe that these characters would be in this place, in this situation where like, they did the witch as well, didn't they? Yeah. Where that was fine. That was great. You well, know, you didn't need was... a reason for the girl and the family to be there. Well, but... she, like, she wasn't meant to be there. It was meant to be a guy's trip because they were uh, anthropologists um, doing writing a thesis on this festival in this Swedish town. So it was going to be the three guys going and experiencing this and she wasn't even meant to come. But because she was experiencing some crazy trauma at the time and she was dating one of the main guys that she kind of sort of invited herself and he's like, I can't let her stay behind because she's sad. Um, yeah. So she kind of comes along. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just... Like, I feel that it would have been different if she hadn't have been there. Like, the whole outcome would have been Why not, different. I don't know. It could have been easier just to make her, like, you didn't need to give her that. Yeah. It, it was, and her, her, like, thing with her, like, the death of her sister was really good. Mm. But you could have just made her one of the anthropologists. <laughs> yeah, you could have. Like, but I think could, as well, like. You didn't need that bit. It just seems so weird that she came. Well, and, yeah, but bringing her into it is sort of, like. It was real good for her in the end, so. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You got to watch it. I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe you don't. You'll be fine if you don't. Hard Your life. life will go on. Well, coming my second pick of a good day horror, mm-hmm. I reckon, and the second one that sprung to mind, same year as Bad Taste, which is so unbelievable to think about, is Predator. Yes. Arnie. Majority of that does happen during the day. Yeah, all of it. There's no night scenes? I don't think so. Even when it's covered in mud at the end, mm. maybe it's getting nightish. But yeah, the majority of it of that whole film is a set in the is it Vietnam they're in? Colombia, maybe? Columbia? I don't know. Somewhere. They're in a jungle. They're in a jungle. It doesn't matter which jungle it is. Yep. They are they're soldiers. 
I mean, does anyone not know what Predator is about? Yeah. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It has... um, A predator in it. It has a predator. Um, It has a guy that carries around, which very popularized, handheld Gatling guns. (laughs) (laughs) Which he was a a mouth tobacco spitting, cowboy wearing, hat wearing marine. Yep. Um, They have, you know, the... The textbook Indian, American Indian character in the in their team. I'm trying to remember some other ones they have. A guy with glasses. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he must solve something because he's got glasses. And it's just about this, this this platoon basically going through the jungle and being hunted by the predator. Yeah. And it's all set in the day. You get to see a lot of like, you know, blood on leaves and shit like that. It, I mean, if you don't know what predator is, it's stupid. It's like, but this like, is one of those really good films that I really like because it is like. You know, you fear what's in the dark. Like I said, you fear what's in the dark because you fear what you can't see. But you're in the middle of a jungle in the middle of the day, and you're being hunted by something that you still can't see. Yeah, because like this is when this is when you're meant to be the safest is during the day, and that is just ripped from you. For some reason, it records your voice and plays it back to you. Anytime, anytime. (laughs) Like, why would it do that? I don't psychologically fuck you over. Trauma. Yeah, I do love the idea of the predators. Like, they're there, there's these fucking dudes, and they're all about hunting. Mm. And, like, you know, they're not killing you because, like, if you're not cool, they're not going to kill you. You know what I mean? Like, well, you've got to be a worthy adversary for yeah, them. Yeah, and then, like, at, you know, in Predator 2, or whatever, when he, like, kills them, and all the other predators rock up, you go, oh, he's fucking dead. And they're just like, no, you killed him. Like, you're yeah. sick. You are one of us now. No, you're one of us, but, like, we're not going to fuck, you know, no point in me killing you because. No. Well, you, you're clearly. Or if, we, or if I was going to kill you, I would let you go and then I will get ready and then get, let you get ready and yeah. we would do it and I would be fucking sick. I need a training montage before the I predator, come get you. you. That's what they don't have. They need a training montage for the Predator in a Predator film getting yes. ready to take it to the limit. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Like putting on his armor bits yeah. and stuff like that. Getting his like. Like, well, you want to see him like working out with some dumbbells. No, I want to see some like weightlifting action. I want to see. You want to like, see him go to his, his wardrobe, open it, pull out a fishnet t-shirt, and cut the sleeves off of it and shit. Because you know it's like all disheveled. Yeah. yeah. The weirdo, the predator, wears a fishnet t-shirt. Exactly. I also want to see him polishing his mask and then like putting on some like dirt polish so that it looks a bit worn and rusted. No brasso. Yeah. <laughs> like just getting it all wicked and stuff. Like having the mask. Like hooked into the computer, like getting yeah. the, like the installing the latest software. But he's also like downloading you know, a Spotify playlist. That's true. But yeah. you know, he's got like the different um, uh, kind of he can see in like heat vision, but he can also yeah. see in different versions by adding some new, ver- like you know, some new effects like and firmware stuff. Like firmware three hundred five. Yeah, just get there. Like, oh, sick! <laughs> and then like just a fist pump at the end with a zoom shot, like a zoom fist pump, yeah. and he's ready. <laughs> I want that so bad. I need that in my life. Yeah, they should just do a Predator film from the perspective of the Predator. I would it has love no that. speaking. See, that would be fantastic. So this is what they and were saying about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film is a lot of it, even though it's not... Is that out? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Is even it though good? it's from the... Perce- yeah, yeah. That's a whole other rant. All right. Yeah. Predator. Long story short, story shit, gore great. No, I don't care that. I want a good story because I've seen the gore. Yeah. But the whole point is, like, everyone ends up sort of sympathising with 
Leatherface, and you're not really meant to sympathise with the <laughs> with the, the crazy with killing the cross-dressing. Um, but yeah, I would 100% want to see like, and I don't need talking. I don't want any of that. I want to see a predator like going about his morning routine and doing all this stuff. And then imagine they did a predator film from the predator's perspective, and he's chasing humans, but we can't understand them. As in, like, they Charlie Brown talk them because, like, we can't understand. Like, the predator can't. So, it's from his perspective. So, he is just hearing shit that he can't. So, it's like, and it's like, people would be like, what the fuck's going on? And then you'd realize later down the track that, and then, like, maybe you could, like, get it on, when you get the Blu ray version, you could get the, the people's voices put in. Yeah. Like, and you would realize it could change the whole film. Oh, I like that. Of what, what's going on or some shit. Anyhow, not I a great that. idea. Created on this podcast. <laughs> we've, you... we've created great ideas. I know. Um, so my next one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. This, That's all in the day. It's Yeah, I think there's only a couple of night scenes. But yeah, this whole film. And what I find so much more disturbing about this film is that it's just, it's set in the middle of summer. Yeah. In the middle. So it's hot. Like midsummer. hot. Yes. So they're going for the same thing. They're hot. It's sticky. It's sticky. It's dirty. You get cut, you're going to die anyway from tetanus. Probably. Um, As if she wouldn't have died from tetanus. (laughs) Oh, God, Jeff. Well, um, for me, I think, like, it was the hypothetical question. If you would prefer to be in a horror film, would you prefer to be in a horror film in the summer or the winter? I would 100% prefer to be trying to survive a horror film in the winter. What, like the thing? Oh, no, nah, because the winter can kill you. So can the summer. Nah. Just I feel strip, like prefer strip to... off into your duds, your, your undies and just run away. Now I'm a naked person running down the street being chased by a chainsaw-wielding person. I don't think anyone's stopping their car for me. True. Who's the crazier one? I don't know. But yeah, so this film is just, it's really, it just sort of already gets this really heavy sort of sense to it that it's, it's almost tiring because you can see how sticky and hot and just tired and everything they are because of this like blistering heat. Yeah, and then it's almost you've, like the then day. you've got to expel your energy to try and get away from this situation as well. Like and there's no drinks. No. There's no Gatorade stands no, when you're running away. You can't like just you can crack slosh a nice cold face. can of Coke. Um, no, you fucked. I think yeah, once again, in this one, the the daytime is a is a character. And that's probably your picks are better than mine so far. But as in, you know what I mean? Like that, the the time of the day of this changes. Yeah. Like it just happens how... to be wrong place, wrong time, and that time is in the middle of the day. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like Texas Chainsaw. Who doesn't? I'm Tell sure me who doesn't. I'm sure there's the people. Probably. I don't know. I don't need to know them. That's fine. Um, yeah. There's not too much else to say about Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a great film. Um, we've done an episode on it. Obviously, you can go back and listen to that. But I think most of them are set in the day, aren't they? Like the re- like the next generation was in the day because that was just a remake. A lot of that was at night, though. Oh yeah, and actually, Texas Chainsaw Two, a lot of that's at night as well. The opening scene. Yeah. That fucking opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> on the radio. On the radio. The radio. Uh, my next one is A Quiet Place. Yep. From 2018, all set in the day, mostly some 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 scenes at the end, but. It's not about the fear of the dark, as you're saying this one. This is about the fear of the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched this in the cinema. I've said it before. I've never seen like a, a more quiet cinema ever in my life. People yep. were just couldn't 
felt like they couldn't even make a sound that you'd ruin yeah. the film. We were in the ultimate time to do one of those like in elbow farts in the center. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. you know the <laughs> ones like that would have been great. That would have been. You should have. You've you've missed an opportunity. I know. You need to reassess. But yeah, so. All set in the day because it doesn't matter. These things, like, I don't care if it's day or night. Yep. It's all about you making the sound. Um, second one I didn't like. He's never loved it. I haven't watched it yet. A lot of that set in the day. Is um, in the day? Yeah. But, yeah, just there's some bits that really don't make sense in it. Yeah, okay. All right. People know stuff that they shouldn't know. Yeah. And it's a prequel. So I'm like, hmm. Oh, there's some bits that are the prequel part where they shouldn't know that. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Or, uh, yeah. But I don't know. It just didn't seem to have the power that that first one did. It kind of wasn't a, about the. It was about the sound, but the sound wasn't scary anymore. Like yeah. it was like they'd dumbed it down a bit to make it a bit more appealing. A bit more just like monster shooting movie, and I'm like, ah, oh, before. Yeah. But it's just like when people complained about Godzilla that there was not enough monster action and then they made a film with more monster action they complained that there wasn't enough people. Yeah, you need Shin Godzilla to even bureaucracy and lizards. Oh, man, Shin Godzilla's the best. Yeah, that's the scale of awesomeness. Yep. I love that film. I've got it ready. You've got it ready on the list? I want to watch it. Done. I'm going to. We'll do it. My wife likes it as well, so it's an easy one to... To bring on without a, without a sigh. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I get that sigh too. Yeah. Oh, really? I do. do. I think a lot of horror fans would have that sigh with their spouses. Yeah. Spouse, the right word? Yes. That means the person you're with? Yes. Yeah. That like, if they're not into it and you're like, let's watch fucking, let's do a, a casual night laying back and relaxing watching Hereditary. <laughs> <sighs> no, see, yeah, no. Oh God, I, I even I sigh for that one. <laughs> I get that. Well, no, so I pick my films. If I want to watch a horror, um, I will pick correctly. So I made Liz watch, uh, um, Dude Party Massacre three the other day. Had she not seen it? She hadn't seen. Did she it. like it? She loved it. Yeah, good. She thought it was great, and that was just coming off of watching The Requeen, which is a new shark film starring Alicia Silverstone, and it's awful, but a must watch. Is it No Meg? It's no Meg. <laughs> Jason Statham. It'll never be the Meg. I love that film. Um, the, uh, I tried to show Do Party Massacre 3 to my younger millennial friends and they just did not get it. I just had to turn it off. Aww. They just stopped moving. I you know what I mean? That. They just looked at it and stopped moving and they didn't blink. And yeah. like, there was funny stuff happening and they just didn't move. And I went, maybe it's just for someone who's lived through that time period. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, I know. It means it's only got a it's got a short life. It does man. have a short life, but oh damn! All right. Well, the next one on my list is The Hills Have Eyes, and I'll I'll chuck in both the 1977 and the 2006 remake. Again, very similar vibe to Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it it is set in a desert, so it's like ex nuclear testing facility sort of like test site. So um, the people that are living there are mutated. So, are they? Yeah. So they're all hunting. You know, it, it's pretty but much they're not like... Muta- they're not like monster mutated, are they? No, they no, just no. got some deformities. There's they de- don't have like powers. There's, no. There's yeah. a lot of deformities. They're not like mutant, mutants like no. the X-Men. No, not quite. So um, it's just it just so happens that this family took a wrong turn. They're oh. in the middle of the... Yes, they're in the middle of this desert and... You know, they're on their land. So. Your first three have just been about people that are crazy. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're all crazy. And all mine are about monsters. <laughs> there is a <laughs> there's a thesis in that one. Yeah, there really is. But yeah, like I mean, I really like. Um, I, I don't want to be the guy that says I like the t- 2006 version better than the 1977 version. You can. I like because, the ring better than the original, yeah. the, the remake. Um, mostly because I saw the remake first and then I went back and watched the original and it just didn't feel the same to me. It was a lot slow paced, but it's got Michael Berryman, who we love. Um, but yeah, so again, this is like set in the middle of the summer. You're uh, in the middle of nowhere. You are stuck. You've got... Very limited supplies. You've got very limited time. What is going to get you? I've always meant to watch this film. And you can't even see what's happening, what's hunting you in the day in the middle of fucking nowhere where there are no trees. It's just mountains. Just rocky outcrops. I don't think you should watch it. It's not a Dan film. You don't think I like it? You think I'm scared? (sighs) I just, I don't, I feel that it is a... It'd probably end up being a C minus. Craft is stellar. You don't like the content. Was Was there a film we watched called... What was the film where there was that hole, and and the kid and the the it was like a one a recent one was, was it the Irish the, one the hole in the ground? Is this called the hole? No, or I think it was the hole in the ground. The hole in the ground. Yeah, I think I like. I keep coming back to that film in my mind. Eh, like it's the same as like we gave a shit to. I, oh, I gave a bit of shit to Relic, and I keep coming back to it in my mind. I'm like, maybe I was just. Didn't give it and like didn't give didn't give it the credit it was due. I might have to rewatch the hey, relic. Hey, look, sometimes you rewatch a film and you're like, I didn't like. It could have just been you were having a bad day. You just weren't into it at the moment. It just happened to me buying CDs back in the day. I would like <laughs> buy a CD, get it home, and think, Oh man, it's shit. Six months later, come back to it, became my favorite CD. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it can happen, and I don't I don't berate anyone for doing that, aka myself. <laughs> it's what we all do. It's what we all do. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, family stuck in the desert, hunted by mutants. That's cool. it. My line, next one. Yeah. Day of the Dead. Oh. It's got day in the name. <laughs> it literally <laughs> says it. Yeah, the day. Because the other one was Nine of the Dead. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. Night of the Dead. And then Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Dead in the day. <laughs> dead people at daytime. Um. Wait, which one is this? I just wrote it down and I was like, oh, I remember. I get them all confused. Is this a shopping mall one? No, that's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, fuck. Day of the Dead, I believe, is the one where they're on the military base. Oh, I'm changing it to Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, well, Dawn's still the day. It's well, the yeah, beginning. It's, it's the beginning of the day, yeah. Well, I, that's that's another thing. Like in Zack Snyder's version, that was a fucking terrifying because this, you imagine... Again, like you just imagine all this horrible shit happening in the middle of the nighttime, but all of these fucking zombies are running at you in the middle of the day. Like Can't the get away. day is when you're awake. The night is when you're asleep and relaxed. So it doesn't make sense for bad stuff to happen during the day kind of thing. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, but it makes Especially sense. Especially when they're brain. sexy casino zombies <laughs> or whatever the shit that fucking movie was. Yeah, that movie was terrible. Um, Dawn of the Dead. I've changed it too because I got them confused. <laughs> the one in the shopping mall, which is mostly set in the day. Yep. They come down in daytime. Mm-hmm. It's like the shopping mall's like, you know, it's all bright. It's all neon lit like kind of thing. It does. It, it, it kind of weird, that one. It goes nearly over their whole lifespan, doesn't it? They live in there. Yeah. For over a long period of time and stuff. like. Um, but I think the majority of it is set in the day or under fluorescent light. Yeah. So it's very bright. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love that film. The, uh, it has like some, I'm just trying to remember the, like, they had, had some real early 
kind of like uh, dismemberment uh, sh- scenes where you got to see everything happening kind of thing. Like yeah. The, the well, that was of... Savini again, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Savi- yeah, it's Savini going Savi- Savini. Being Savini. Bringing the goods. Fucking love it. Uh, yeah, and I really like that idea of it being set over a long period of time, which you don't often get in a horror film. Usually horror films are set over one night. Hmm. Or at least a day or a, or day. a couple of days or something like that. Where this is like, you know, they live in there. The bit, the scenes where they just clear out all the zombies and it's like a comical kind of scene. It's like, yeah. having fun, stabbing cunts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, then, then they, and then it has the whole massive part of the film that was living in there. At, like, that's, they got away and then, you know, the bikers come and fuck it all up and yep. kind of thing. And nah. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn not, of the Dead. The day. And day of the Dead is actually there's a lot of that in the in the nighttime. So they really fucked the, up. The, the day night. of the day. Well, a lot of it happens in an underground base, so you couldn't tell if it's day or night. But when they got Bud, Bub, Bud, yeah, Bubba, bub, what's bub, his name? Bub, Bub. Yeah. Right, he's in his pen, isn't that? That's outside, isn't it? Well, it's inside, but it's under a light. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, fuck that up. <laughs> not at all. Dawn of the Dead. That's Always unedited, unscripted. Uh, my final one on my list, I went with Piranha 2010 because why wouldn't I? That whole film is set during the day. Lots I of get, the animal I, films are. Yeah, I get a great aquatic horror. I get a lot of carnage and blood and severed dicks. It's, yeah, over the whole day. 1978, my birth year. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Getting old, mate. Yeah, and 2010. That's the one with um, yeah. Parks and Rec in it. And yes, stuff. Yeah. 2010 was the one. I think the that 19th... one scene, which is worth making the whole film watch, <laughs> what, worth watching and the rest is rubbish. No, the, you are wrong. The whole film is great. <laughs> Everything ah, about that film bullshit. was great. Oh, we're going to agree to disagree until I make so you Tell watch. me about Piranha. Piranha. All right, so basically... The, the 1978 this, uh, one. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's very... I watched it not too long ago. So basically, like, Piranhas... They get out. They're they in a sewage treatment plant. They end up in the, the water stream. They're lucky they're not in there with a gator. No, that's true. They end up in a summer camp. Ooh. There's like one kid that doesn't want to swim and the camp counselor's like, fuck you, and just boots her in the pool. That's how they made Jason. In the lake. That's true. i got to watch out for that. You got some, We've got some honourable mentions as well. Yes, always. So obviously. Jaws. Yeah. Great film. Is it a horror film? Well, I'd call it aquatic horror. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna put it in the horror. Suddenly, the umbrella. This one, um, the Furies. Yes, that should have been in the main list. That's a heaps good film, all set in the daytime. Yeah, that. Yeah, Australian. Is that Australian? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, that. And it got the um, it got the Fangoria Award for the most brutal kill of the yeah, year. Yeah, the axe. Yeah, the slow axe. Ooh, that's so slacks. Um. If you don't know what the Furies is, actually, I was trying to remember this film with listener Chris Franks. Yep. Um, he came in. He's he was down. He I vis- he visited the other day, and I was trying to remember what this film was called. I couldn't remember what it was feel, uh, called. It's a it's a film about like you know there's there nine nine yep. people nine girls wake up in a in a like a on a property, and they all have a sign to them like a killer like yep. a, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre killer. So the killers have to go kill all the other girls, but they have one girl assigned to them, and if their girl dies, their head explodes. Yeah. Sounds so stupid. It's such a good film. Such a great film. We did an episode on it. Yeah. 
The Furies. Yes. Okay, forgotten what it was called. The but yeah, now that should have been up in my list. I'm putting that into my list. I also had in my list, and I forgot to mention it, It. Yep. The uh, the first one, 2017 It, the remake, all set in the day. Yeah. They're all walking around dairy in the daytime. You know, there's some dark bits in the in the It house and that, but he gets out of a fridge. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Like, all that's in the day. That's a great the, scene. Uh, the kid with the painting and all that stuff. It's all in the daytime. Like, it's all in the daytime. Yeah. Good on it. Love it. Uh, the Birds, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. That's another one that's set during the, the day, primarily during the day, with lots of birds. <laughs> yeah. Lots of budgies. Yeah. That- uh, Attack of the Budgies. I don't care what you say. No matter how many budgies you had in the world, they could not hurt me. <laughs> Uh, you don't think? Uh, I don't know, but so I don't small. like birds. Even if they, like, you put your finger in their mouth and they bite you, it's just like an owl. It's not like a... You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Got little tiny claws that would just break off on your skin probably. <laughs> Feathers. They don't even have a mass. Like, you could probably blow them away. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> Get away, bird. Anyway, uh, but they weren't all budgies. They were, they were, there was probably some other ones in there. There was a lot of Bird other ones. I haven't watched Bird the birds. Birdemic was set in the daytime. <laughs> Glorious. Uh, Tremors. Tremors is a great one. Yeah. Why didn't we say that in our main one as well? I don't know. Tremors. Tremors, that's great. Set Fre- during the day. Kevin Bacon and that other guy. Kevin Bacon. We've done an episode on Tremors. No, we haven't. Yeah, You've but- watched uh, you watched Tremors before we started doing oh, the spoiler cast. Um so we should definitely do Tremors. Oh, Tremors 2? In the future, when yeah. they're like little chickens? I mean, we could do the latest Tremors where it's set in the Ice Age. No. There's like seven Tremors or something. What do they call them? Graboids? Yeah. <laughs> Graboids. That's a... So good. I loved them. Um... Again, it's set in the desert in the middle of nowhere. We... Tremors is great. Like We the... fear the desert. I'm sure we did do an episode. No, we didn't, did we? No. no. Fear the desert. Yeah. Fear, it's also fear what you can't see, even though you can see it. Even though it's right there. Well, Tremors at night would be such a boring film because they're underground anyway. If you can't see them. What's the point? Yeah. I think there is a scene at night and it's boring. It's just like an opening one kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The Ring. Yep. A lot of that's set during the day. Yeah. Oh, all of it's set in the day. Yeah. And it's quite unsettling as well because it's like it's not quite it's not in the middle of summer it's not in the middle of winter it's just like this it's really very gray. gloomy it's very uh, that like that it's like that exists in the Matrix you know that kind of yeah. film look that green look yeah the whole way through which I think was his early digital film like video yep. whatever they call it like these days um, yeah oh that's also in the day the host the Korean film yeah that, that wasn't afraid of like, having the monster coming out right in the daytime like and snatch a run, child run around as well like just be like, oh, a fucking monster monsters don't care if it's day or night they're gonna do monster shit that's what I thought like, these monsters that like like crocodile that we watched last week alligator he was alligator he was like wait biding his time and hiding yeah. like monsters don't like animals don't do that they no. don't go like oh fuck I mean nocturnal ones do sure. <laughs> But like, you know what I mean? They don't. Yeah. Ch- if you can choose, it's not going to go. Oh, I better wait. Yeah. So oh, the teens aren't quiet at the campsite yet. You just be like, I'm a monster. Oh, there's no teens here. I'm going to go back and then I'll try it again later. <laughs> oh, it's they're, fine. Not, they're not here. Oh no, it's not. It's not summer. <laughs> there's no one here. I'll just smash all the buildings. <laughs> um, I do have a worst day horror. Yes. 
the happening. Yes. But M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong. <laughs> like, this film is the shit. Uh, the shit or if, is I'm gonna shit? I'm spoiler. I don't give a fuck. The, the enemy is the wind. It's farts. It's farts. <laughs> and there are saying, not only that, it's like pollen or something like that. But yeah. like, which makes you want to. It's like through the trees or something. Yeah, it makes you want to. It's, it's Mother Nature. It's plants. It's Mother Nature. Reacting to humans fucking up the world, and so all the trees and plants let out a pollen makes you want to kill yourself. Cool idea, which which opens with some fucking amazing scenes, like you know, streets lined with people hung, hanging themselves, people jumping out of buildings like thunk thunk thunk. Well, the scene, the one that I remember the most is the one where the guy walks into like a lion cage at a zoo, yeah, and he just walks up to some like lions and they just rip him apart yeah. just casually as well and the thing is that like makes it's such an interesting star idea that you're like oh my god what could it be and it is such plants a- and there's a bit where they're like running away from it because they see the grass moving and they're like quick run and they're running away from wind <laughs> that they've like convinced i'm like wind isn't just there isn't a wall of wind yeah that is like that's where wind is. Wind yeah. just moves. Yes. So <sighs> it was such a good start and such an interesting start that you're like, but that's, a, that's the whole thing. They had such an interesting start that they couldn't follow through with a good explanation. But that's just Shamalama Ding Dong for you. No. A lot of them start I like pretty good. Okay, Signs is an anomaly. No, it's true. Um, Sixth Sense? That was his first one, so yeah. He kind of, like, everything is a twist. It's Remember twist. him in South Park when yeah. like, they get him on because he's a great filmmaker to give him ideas of how to solve this problem. And he keeps saying, what if we make it as he, it's his brother? And I go, that's not an idea. That's a twist. twist. That can't help us. And he can only just say twist. Twists, yep. So even the movie Old was, it started out pretty good. Terrible. Terrible ending. He just can't, he's like, he can't end it. He's yep. like Stephen King. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I think that's... That's it. That's it. We're going to cut it off. We're going to we do a little short episode. It's not super short. It's a couple of minutes shorter, but yeah. And that's it. But before we sign off, we'd like to do a shout out to all the people we interact with over on the social medias. They help us grow. People like Dion the Cracknell. Yes. <laughs> um, somewhat awesome Rob. Adam Gillespie. Adam Gillespie, uh, he said something this week. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, oh, my God. Doesn't matter. Um, Ian Chapman, Kevin Patterson, Cripsy, old Sam Cripps, Comic Thoughts. Check old out. Spicy Cough Cripsy. Spicy Cough? He's got COVID. Has he? He got COVID. When? Like recently. He put it on his social medias. I don't read social media. Yeah. Um, Chad Habell, uh, thank you very much. Underground Records, thank you very much. The Netherness, thank you very much. Patrick Roberts. Thank you very much. And I'm going to throw in Audio Blood as well. Audio Blood. We love Audio Blood, another podcast, uh, friend, a friendly podcast, which uh, they go through and play a bunch of like uh, uh, horror soundtracks and have a little bit of tidbits of information in between. But if you just want to chill out and listen to some sweet tunes and then have a little bit of, you know, oh, that was yeah. about that. I think he does two versions, doesn't he? He does like just one as well, which is just the music. I think so. And then one, it's about the music and the music or something like that. Um, yep. yep. Friend of the show, Audio Blood. Excellent. Check it out. 
And I have to keep doing the end <laughs> bit because I always forget. Yeah. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast, uh, the Splatter Chatter with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, um, please make sure you hit the like button and subscribe, leave a comment or a review. But it doesn't really matter because if once this part of the show comes up, probably people stop listening. <laughs> Uh, you can interact with us both on Facebook and Instagram, and and we also have a email which is terrorvisionpod at gmail You can you know email us. Yeah, email us a picture of your best horror moment. Do <laughs> it. Yes, and until next week, remember be kind. Rewind. Okay.